You're listening to the Bug Bucks Podcast, hosted by Alan Draper and Eric Bassett. Each week, they'll discuss ways to scale and grow your pest control company with a goal of helping you become a bug money millionaire. We're giving some really good principles here. What's your why? Let's focus on first things first. Let's put those big rocks in the jar. What are the big rocks for you? For a lot of people, it's family, it's religion, it's how we treat people, it's creating a stable financial life for ourselves, it's teaching our kids, it's bringing people along in the journey, helping out people with great jobs, creating jobs, creating opportunity, and things like that. Today, Alan and I are recording from the Bug Bucks Plus studio down in Arizona, and we are actually sitting right next to each other. So that video doesn't wise, happen very often. Yeah, video wise, you can see us, but if you're listening to the podcast, me and Alan don't normally record together. Yeah. We're usually states apart. I think it's been like six months. Yeah, since we've done an in person yeah. show. So this yep. is awesome. Yeah, this is going to be good. So I'm doing some content for an inside sales course that's going to be dropping on Bug Bucks Plus probably within a few months, maybe, give or take. So that should be awesome. As Usual, it's it's long-winded like I am. <laughs> That's awesome. People like that, though. People like that content. They like having a lot to relate with and like take notes from and apply to their business. So that's perfect. 100%. So today, we talked about a few different things before we started recording, but I think today we're really going to focus on finding the balance between going one direction, going after a main idea, yeah. some goal that you have, something that you commit to. And knowing when to pivot, knowing when to change direction and do something different for the betterment of your company as a whole. You know, I've had this question over the years, and I think it started with, we had, Proof had this guy named the Iron Cowboy that came and talked to our door-to-door sales team. We used to do kickoffs, and we kind of still do, get people amped up for the summer and so we had this guy's name is James Lawrence. He's known as the Iron Cowboy. And the reason why he, that's his nickname is because he did 50 Ironman triathlons in 50 days in 50 different states. So what does that mean? So he started in Hawaii. So day one, he started in Hawaii, did a full Ironman, which is like several miles of swimming, a full marathon. And then I, I can't remember, like a hundred mile bike ride or something. And then that night he has a red eye, flies to California or whatever, does it again the next day in California and so on and so forth for 50 days in a row in 50 different states. So in addition to doing the Ironman triathlons, he had all the logistical issues of getting his bike and his equipment and he did it with his family. So his family and small kids, they were traveling along and he presented his experience with this, you know, 50 triathlons, Ironmans in 50 days. And during the process of like sharing, he talked about how difficult it was, some of the trials that he went through. And, you know, I got to the point where, and I mean, he was always injured. He always had a knee issue. One time he wrecked his bike, road rash everywhere, couldn't even walk. And yet Mm -hmm. he had to run a, because it goes swim, bike, run. Mm -hmm. So he wrecks his bike. And I think he was like halfway through the bike ride and he still had to do a marathon after that, a full marathon. And so I got to the point where I'm like, man, is it, (laughs) is that worth it? Like, and so afterwards we had this little Q and a session and I asked him, I went up to him and I said, how do you know when 
going after your goals or going after something that you want to achieve mm -hmm. is actually beneficial for you so that you don't just quit or it's like, you know what? I still really struggle with that question. Like, hey, how do, how do I know so that there's no question about when I come, you know, when hurdles come, like with our companies and stuff, like, hey, is this hurdle telling me that I should stop or is this just normal and I should keep going? And he didn't, he's not the most eloquent guy. He's awesome at what he does. Mm -hmm. And I can't really remember his answer, but over the years, what I've come up with is I think you have to go back to your why. Mm -hmm. I think you have to go back to what am I doing this for in the first place? And if your why's large enough, then the how you'll figure out, right? Yep. Victor Frankl yep. or something, you yeah. know, said that. So with, because I think businesses and business owners should go after crazy big goals. I really do. I think there's no limit. I actually think one of the biggest issues that small businesses have is that they don't reach high enough. But, you know, we've got to figure out why we're doing it and like figure out <laughs> Is this actually going to be good for me? Or am I going to sacrifice the biggest thing? So I would start there. What's your why? And then I would also start with like, what are the big rocks? Let's get those big rocks in, in the jar. Mm -hmm. Stephen Covey talks about putting first things first. And so, you know, there are a lot of professional athletes and I'll end my thought with this. A lot of professional athletes that they'll sacrifice their families to become professional athletes, especially it's really common in the golfing world mm -hmm. just because of what it takes. And you can still be a professional golfer even after college, like with football, baseball, basketball, it's like, Hey, mm -hmm. you either make it or you don't really baseball is a little more like golf, but you know, there's this famous guy, you know, he ended up winning the masters, but he lived out of his car with kids and it was like terrible. Wow. So anyway, what is your, why put first things first? hundred percent, you know, and I really like that you brought up, your why, your purpose, kind of going from that first, you yeah. know, I think as you're going through goals and the tough part is, is that you're going to run into goals and it's going to be tough, right? You're going to have a tough time, whether it's with finding the right people, getting the right things in place, you know, in pest control, a lot of our growth has to do with either digital marketing or door to door, yeah. right? Or some other type of growth method. And both of those things have elements that you just can't control. You don't have full control yeah. over, right? And they get hard and they get rough. And business partnerships are tough. And there's all these different elements that combine that are going to stress you out, mm -hmm. just stress you out and burn you out. And I like that you talk about purpose because that really kind of helps recenter you. You know, you wake up in the morning and you're like, dude, I can't believe I'm in this position. Mm -hmm. Not another day of this, you know, like, oh, please, like, can we, I wish it was different, you know? And if all you think about is, the difficulties, and all you think about is the logistics, right? You lose track of what's really important, you know? And it's that, it's that nice little sweet, tender moment where you, you see your wife, you know, you see your kids, you think about your future, you think about what you're dedicating your time to and why you're working as hard as you're working, right? And that kind of brings it all full circle. And, you know, when we think about our company's, you know, mission, vision, and values, right? You know, and you're thinking about some goal that you committed to. I think what's really important is that you look at that goal and as you evaluate over time, right, you see if it's good, you see how well it's doing, and you have to ask yourself, 
is this still a good thing for for my business? Yeah. You know, yep. like maybe maybe for me, and I'm a pretty determined and dedicated person, and it's hard for me to let go of things, especially if I've committed to it. I'm like, dude. Well, because we don't want to feel like we're quitting. Exactly. Yeah, I I hate that idea. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's like, dude, if I'm breathing, I'm I'm doing it. You know, and. I think it's important that you look at it from both sides because you might say, hey, if it's just me, if it's me by myself, I'm doing it, right? Like this guy who's doing all these marathons, it's like, dude, it's all on you. Like whether you do it or whether you don't, like that's something that you're going to have to carry with you forever, Mm -hmm. right? And when you run a business, you have to realize that it's not just the impact that's going to be on you, right? right? It's all the other employees, it's your business partners, and, and it's everybody else that is that you're responsible for as a leader. And so you have to sit there and ask yourself, is it my pride that's pushing me? And is that blinding me from making the right decision to continue to pursue this or to pivot and do something different? Because I know it it sounds like you're taking an L, you know, like it sounds like a loss when you change directions and you have to, you have to tell somebody, yeah, man, that's what we were doing. Yeah. But we're actually doing something different. Yep. Right? And it stings a little bit, but if if you take the data and you ask yourself, what's best for my company, right? What really is going to be able to get me to where I want to be? And, you know, how do I get there in a way that I don't burn everybody out while we're traveling? You know, and if that's different than the direction I'm currently going, it sounds crazy not to change. Yeah, I think the well there's this common theme in accounting that's referred to as cutting your losses. <laughs> and th- first of all, this is a tough subject. Yep. This isn't, and I don't have all the answers. I'm still learning hundred percent with accounting. The idea, the essence behind cutting your losses is if you cut your losses, what you're going to do is, is focus your financial resources, your time and energy on things that are more important. That's the essence behind it, mm-hmm. is cut your losses, not to give up something greater, but to give up something less in exchange for something greater. So that being said, you have to be really careful because you don't want this to become a habit. Yep. Like, hey, I'm just cutting my losses. You cut your losses like three times this week. <laughs> yeah. I, but I do love Eric's point about reevaluating your goals. And I do it periodically and you don't have to do it um, like every year before January 1st. I use that as my like opportunity to set goals for the new year because I've been doing it since I was like 10 years old. And then I review them uh, monthly and then a larger review quarterly and then kind of the big uh, review annually. Mm -hmm. But I love this idea of, hey, are we still going after what we actually want to go after? Or did we get lost in the weeds a little bit? And, but there's this overarching theme of, you know, there were these studies that were done by this hospice nurse Mm -hmm. and she spent so much time working with people that were dying. And she talked about their regrets and some of their thoughts and what they were thinking kind of on their their actual deathbeds. Mm -hmm. And she found out that more often than not, people regretted not doing something more than they regretted doing something. So, for example, they weren't 
they they didn't feel like they were regretting their mistakes, things that they tried and failed at. Mm-hmm. They regretted not trying in the first place. So we're giving some really good principles here. What's your why? Let's focus on first things first. Let's put those big rocks in the jar. What are the big rocks for you? For a lot of people, it's family, it's religion, it's how we treat people, it's creating a stable financial life for ourselves, it's teaching our kids, it's bringing people along in the journey, helping out people with great jobs, creating jobs, creating opportunity, and things like that. So let's put those in the jar first and then f- and fill it up. And actually, we create kind of these big goals with those people. So I think every business leader should have kind of personal goals that relate to their business mm-hmm. that they can kind of set on their own. But business goals and business objectives, they need to come from both the top down and the bottom up. The reason why they need to come from the top down is because you need a leader that has vision and that can direct people. Yes. The reason why they also need to come from the bottom up is so that you get buy-in and accountability. Yep. And and it's it's okay to change direction. I think, you know, good to great comes into play here when he talks mm-hmm. about the hedgehog concept. So when you're setting your goals and objectives for your company, you focus on three things. What drives your economic engine? What are you intensely passionate about? And what can you be the best in the world at? But the cool thing about this, Eric, is that there's so much creativity that goes into it. Yes. That what's what's my hedgehog concept or what's my top level goal or whatever that we're going after isn't going to be the same for you. And mm-hmm. that's one of the main things that makes companies unique and different. Hundred percent, and it's awesome that you you brought up the that whole idea, like the deathbed scenario, right? Because for me, I think that that really so well illustrates the way that that people view life as they look back on situations. Yeah, and I I heard this awesome quote, and I have no idea <laughs> where I heard it, and I'm gonna have to go back and figure it out after the fact. I'll give credit after the show, but effectively, it is. Living is about making mistakes and dying is wishing you made more. Hmm. And that's I remember good. remember hearing it and thinking like, oh, dude, that's so good. That's so deep, right? And I, when I think about the way that people value decisions, you know, and, and when they find themselves in the scenario of, of, okay, which direction do I go, you know, or how do I organize, how to make goals, you know, who do I incorporate into that whole process or whatever. Um, you mentioned something that, I think they talk about in the four disciplines of execution, which I know you're reading right now, right? right? And when you talked about having buy-in from like the bottom up, right? Mm-hmm. We talk about creating wigs, exactly. like goals, wildly important goals, right? Yeah. And in, in one of the philosophies in that book is that, you know, as a leader and you're asking your, the people that you're leading, hey, what's, what's most important to your department? You know, what do you want to take ownership over? How can you make the biggest impact on the business what's that one wildly important thing yeah right and you you let them think about it you let them work on it together and you know whether it's the leader in that department or that department as a whole you know they get to come back to you and deliver something that came from them right they're invested in it they're bought into it it's their idea you know and i think in the book he actually kind of steers you away from giving them something he says, hey, like it needs to be their idea because if it's not their idea, 
whether or not they think it's a good idea, they're not going to be as bought into yeah. it, right? And you know, you can. I think he says you have the power to veto, right? As yep, as the exactly. business owner, you can say, "Hey, let's try something different," or maybe let's yeah. do this. Let's tweak this a little bit. But you know, I love that idea because in employee developments, when we talk about action plans, that's a big philosophy that I use where we say, hey, you know, what kind of improvements do you want to make? What do you want to focus on? And sometimes it's hard for people to decide what they need to improve on. And it's just crickets, right? I'm like, hey, what's your action plan? And they're like, I don't know. You tell me. You're the, you're the yeah. leader. You're the boss. What do you want me to do? And I'm like, no, no, no. Let's, let me help you be more of the boss, right? Like, let me help you self-evaluate. You know, we know what your areas of opportunity are. How do we want to execute on this, right? What can you do to make the biggest impact on these areas of opportunity? And how do you want to execute on it? I can help you. I can check in with you. But how do you want to make that happen, right? And I, I think that that going from the bottom up and the top down, like that's, yeah. the, that's the balance that business owners really need to encapsulate and find is you, you got to have patience. You want to go in there and tell everybody exactly what to do, how to do yeah. it, you know, what speed, like this is exactly mm -hmm. what you say, but you lose engagement. Yeah, I think you, I, I think the key is, so the four disciplines of execution, highly recommended. It's, it's, it's an entire system mm -hmm. that I've been focusing on recently and learning a lot about. But the idea is that the company leaders will set you know, a wig for the entire company, but then departments break down mm -hmm. the wig for their department and and they're and then the leader will help them will kind of be the guide or the guardrails yep. to help them like, hey, we want these things. We want it to be simple. We want it to say from X to Y by when. We want it to be related to the top level wig goal. Mm -hmm. We so we want to be on this process. In that book, he references Seth Godin, and I can't remember which book of Seth Godin's that he's talking about, but he says something about he's quoting Seth Godin and he says that there's this part where he's he's talking about the quickest way to lose really good people mm -hmm. or to continue to encourage non-buy-in and no accountability, lack of accountability. And Seth Godin says, there's three main things. Number one, make their work anonymous. Oh, yeah. So what they do, they it isn't reflecting them directly. Mm -hmm. Number two, make make it unimportant to them. Make yeah. it make what they're doing not important to them. And number three, don't measure it. And I think, I mean, Seth Godin's a lot more elaborate and, you know, a lot more clear about it. But th I think that's the essence, if I remember correctly. And setting goals with people, having wigs, wildly important goals, addresses all three of those things. Yes. And, and it's an important part of evaluating the trajectory of your companies and what you're trying to accomplish. You know, I was just... I was just interviewing Marty Smith, had him on my mm -hmm. other podcast, the Business Growth Pod. A lot of people don't recognize his name, but his face you definitely recognize. Big into NASCAR. He's an ESPN interviewer. And he, you know, it was this this really cool interview. It was really cool that that I got to know him and spend some time with him. But he wrote this book recently about leadership. 
And one of the principles in his book about leadership is delegation. And one of the questions I asked him is, why is it so difficult, especially for young leaders, to delegate? Mm. And um, so we had this entire conversation about what it is, and it's taken me years to learn this. And recently I've learned this concept of 80% done by somebody else is better than 100% done by you. Yes. Which is really hard for us as small business <laughs> owners because these are our babies. I remember when I made our my, our first couple of hires and I'm like, wait, they don't care as much as I do? <laughs> and a lot of people will think they don't care and it's their issue. But if they don't care, unless it's a terrible person, yeah. which there yeah. are those, one out of 10, one out of 20, whatever. But it's your responsibility to get them to care. It's your responsibility mm -hmm. to get them to buy in. And the way that you do that is with the perspective of the company. You get them working together to achieve a common goal that they're bought in with. And, you know, the sky's the limit. We've mentioned this quote from Simon Sinek so many times. And I'm going to say it again because I think it's such an awesome quote and it makes so much sense and connects with exactly what you're saying. If the only people that you hire are people that need a job, then they're only going to work for exactly. you for your money, yeah. right? But if you can hire people who believe what you believe in and you can align goals, then they will work for you with blood and sweat and tears, Yeah, right? And if, if as a leader, just like you said, if as a leader, you hire people, you bring them in and you say, hey, I need you to do X, Y, and Z, and here's the job, here's the pay, here's the expectation, and all you're doing is the transaction, right? It's such a, a low-level execution mm. as a business owner because you can take that to the next level and you can say, hey, you know, what kind of impact do you want to make in the world, Right. What do you want to be responsible for? What good thing do you want to bring into your life, into the lives of others, right? And then you listen to what they say, and then you say, that resonates with me, right? Yeah. That's part of my vision, too. I want to bring forth the same good things. You know, and the way that I'm doing that through my company is this, right? And this is how we're going to build it. And this part of the company is what I want you to have ownership over, yeah. right? And by doing these things in the business, you're able to achieve these key fundamental things that bring you fulfillment, right? That touch your soul, you know? Yeah. And I know it kind of feels like we're getting a little touchy-feely here, but the deeper that you can go beyond just the transactional workplace environment, the more impact you have. And the more impact you have, the more influence you have with your leaders. And the more influence you have, the better that that relationship works, mm -hmm. right? And I just think it's such a good fundamental thing to have part of your process, whether it's developments yeah. or whether you're talking to your leaders about growth or whatever the situation is, you check and see, hey, are our goals lining up still? Is what you want out of life and what I want out of life and how we're working together to achieve it, is that aligning? Because when you're out of alignment, you feel it, yeah. right? You can start picking up on it. You're like, hey, I can tell that you kind of care less. You know, you don't really show up to work. When you do show up to work, you're not engaged. You know, the team's losing performance, you're losing performance. What's going on here? Just that conversation is one that I think most owners don't have often enough because they're scared of it, right? They don't, you know, if they feel like some relationship's broken or some, some high-level manager is kind of struggling, you know, they're like, dude, I don't want to open up a can of worms here and deal with who knows what, especially not during the busy time of yeah. year. Oh, no, right? And, you know, it's, it's that saying, right? The, the conversation 
that you're avoiding is probably the conversation you should be having. Yeah. You know, so really good stuff. Yeah. You know, you mentioned kind of this idea that we're getting like touchy feely. And one of the most important realizations that I came to in throughout my pest control career is that it's never, it was never really about killing bugs. Yeah. Yep. And it was weird. It wasn't, it's not about killing bugs for me as a business owner. It's not about killing bugs for the people that I work with. And it's not about killing bugs for our customers. Mm -hmm. And uh, years ago, I read this study about their, when I was an attorney, I came across this study where, and I think I've shared this before, but there were all these lawsuits against specialists in the medical field. Yep. Mm-hmm. Where like surgeons, heart surgeons, like orthos, like lawsuits were regular, but there weren't lawsuits against f- family doctors. Mm-hmm. And so these re- researchers went in and they're like, wait, how do we figure this out? So they would interview people, hey, that like got really messed up. Like, hey, your family doctor prescribed you the wrong medicine or sent you the wrong specialist or delayed your care, whatever. And you never went after them. Why is that? And they're like, well, I couldn't do that to Bob. Yeah, people are like they can't do that to Bob, <laughs> but you could do it to John. That's the uh, you know orthopedic surgeon, right? Mm-hmm. And so for them, interestingly enough, their relationship with their medical professional wasn't about medicine; it was about something else. And when we take this perspective, it just changes. Like, hey, what are the goals that we're going after? And look at like. I have a tough time with my emotions. I'm not like a guy that likes to sit around and talk about them. I'm Mm -hmm. just, that's not me. And so when I realize this, I'm like, oh, that's kind of weird. It kind of makes me feel weird inside, but it's true. (laughs) Yep. It's true. It's a principle and it's something that I'm going to focus on. And the less you talk about just killing bugs. Now, obviously you've got to provide a good service. You do. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that that's not the top level goal. You got to take care of people. That's the top level goal. Yep. You got to treat them well. And that doesn't just apply to killing bugs. You can kill their bugs and treat them like crap and they are not going to continue to use you. That's a perfect example. Mm-hmm. But you can not always kill their bugs, <laughs> but treat them well, well, and they will continue to always use you. Yes. So kind of as we're wrapping up here, I wanted to leave l- at least one of my concluding thoughts here, Eric, mm-hmm. with this general idea that quitting or stopping the pursuit of a specific large goal. And I'm not talking about a campaign or Mm -hmm. something that you're doing for a year. Hey, we're going to focus on this for a year. I'm talking about what you guys and gals want to do with your companies. That's what I'm talking about. Like what, what is your 10 year plan? Most of the time you shouldn't quit. Yes. I think there are some times when a family issue comes up, there's, you know, something changes in, you know, w- in your community, whatever, where it makes an excuse, gives you a reason, not an excuse to stop that pursuit. But I'm I'm talking like, you know, 99.5 times out of 100, mm-hmm. when you feel like you should stop pursuing something, it's because you want to quit. Now, and and that's okay. And you need to follow these things that we talked about, review them, make sure that people are bought in all these things. But I have so many times, and this actually, this experience comes to me from the door to door world where, I mean, thousands of guys have come through our doors and 
I've noticed this pattern of door-to-door reps um, justifying not going out for the year or quitting halfway through or whatever. And a lot of them say that it's because God doesn't want them to. Mm -hmm. And it's like, and maybe that's the case. And I'm not here to judge them. I'm not. On an individual basis, that's not my point. That's, you know, that's up to them. But at the end of the day, I got to the point where I was thinking, you know what? I don't know that God cares that much about what you do for a job as long as you're not ripping people off and, Mm -hmm. you know, you're not sacrificing those large things. So ultimately, if you have something, it's likely that your goal is actually not large enough versus being too large. Mm -hmm. So don't let those hurdles get in your way. Absolutely. And I I wanted to maybe kind of share this last concluding thought. I, I love that you said that 90, you know, 99.5 times out of a hundred, right? Like you should hang on to that goal. And what's funny is a lot of times I think that when things get really tough and you start thinking about doubting yourself, you know, you're like, man, should I do this? Shouldn't I do this? Is this direction I should go? Whatever. I don't want you to just hang on to the goal. Yeah. I want you to double down. Yeah. Like, I think you should pour more of yourself into it because what's really going on here is that, you know, you have this imaginary line, right? It's like you have this graph and your amount of work is here, right? Mm. And you can track your work and there's some imaginary line where you become successful, right? Some peak where you like cross the threshold, you know what I mean? Where you find that success and things start actually going your way and you don't know where the line is and you just keep working, 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 working and you're like, oh my gosh, dude. It's got to be here, right? Success has got to be there. Success has got to be here. And you keep pushing and then you get to that point where you're like, dude, should I, should I stop? Should I quit? And if you just hang on to the goal, but you maintain your same kind of level of commitment or energy output, maybe you never get there. Because what life is telling you is that if you really want that goal, it requires more from you. You're going to have to dig deeper than you've ever dug before, mm-hmm. right? And I think if you go back and you read business books from all the big players, right? Amazon, Nike, like you pick it, okay? And you were to say, hey, tell me all the times in your business from the very beginning all the way till now where you guys thought about throwing in the towel or things got really, really tough, you would be shocked at the number of occurrences where they're like, dude, we thought we were over at this point. We thought we were finished at this point, right? You know, you you think about SpaceX and Tesla and all these big giants, and you read about some of their stories of, you know, 24-hour contracts that saved the business, you know? And I think at the end of the day, you just have to realize that people quit, and they have no idea how close they are. People turn around, and they had no idea that just a few more weeks, just a few more months, just a little bit more effort, and you would have been there, you know? It's like when you kind of imagine this idea of, you know, you're swimming from one island to another in the middle of the night, right? And you're swimming and you're swimming and it's dark and you're scared and you have no idea what's going on and you're tired and you're exhausted. And you're like, you know what, dude, I'm going to throw in the towel. I'm going to turn around. I'm going to swim back to this other island, you know? And then when the sun comes up, you realize that you were just offshore yeah. from the other one. Dude, yeah. it reminds me of that. There's that picture that kind of, it's like a cartoon and it's a dude digging for diamonds. Uh-huh. And he quits and he's like a half inch from this like huge, <laughs> yes. like basketball sized diamond. Yes. So that's, that's just the, the last thought for yeah. me is, you know, you're so close. You're so close. A little more effort. Yeah. A little more commitment. And in most cases, you'll find it. Yeah. Awesome. 
Yeah, it's that process that refines us. So that's another thing. Double down on the process. Mm-hmm. And hey, look at not just have I achieved this result, right? But what has been the process and how have I changed kind of in this pursuit? That's helped me kind of keep with with stuff, like recognizing the small wins and the progress. So make sure if you haven't to join our Facebook group, Bug Bucks, B-U-G-B-U-X on Facebook. Some really cool things going on in there, some really cool discussions. And, you know, and also make sure that you check out our monthly subscription of Bug Bucks Plus. It's a course that we're covering all sorts of topics and subjects, and we're adding new courses every month. And now we're even getting to the point where we are adding special deals for vendors, some mm-hmm. of which you may already be using that are those deals are exclusive for Bug Bucks Plus members. So thanks for joining us today. Make sure you go to our group on Facebook. If the, there's a question that you have for Eric or I, or there's a topic you want us to cover, just do a full length podcast on. Make sure that you let us know because we often choose topics mm-hmm. and questions from the group. And we'll catch you next time. Thank you so much for listening to the Bug Bucks Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please show your support by subscribing and leaving us a five-star rating. Thank you, and we'll catch you on next week's episode.